Hello and welcome to the Mystic Cast, where you join me, Jack Stafford, a student of metaphysics, as I talk to a variety of guests to better understand the teachings given by the Masters through the Aetherius Society, the new cosmic religion for the Aquarian Age, incorporating all yogas, Christian mysticism, theosophy, UFOs, and much, much more. Please note that this is an independent program, not fact, not produced or fact-checked by the Aetherius Society. Today, my guest is Lisa Rosser of the Aetherius Society in Los Angeles. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Jack. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's wonderful to have you. I mean, I, I met you when you were in England because you've been around the world. You're from New Zealand. Um, well, I'm from Michigan. From, sorry. The Michigan branch, yeah. Right. And then New Zealand, then London. And now Los Angeles. All of them. Is there a branch you haven't visited yet? Except Africa. I've not been to Africa yet, but I'd love to go and visit the members and friends over there as well. That would be okay. wonderful. Eventually. Well, maybe, yeah. Well, maybe we could just kick things off by um, talking a bit about yourself. So you're from Michigan. Did you join the Michigan branch? Is that what you heard about the society? Yes, that's correct. So I first heard about the Theory Society when I was in Michigan through the Michigan branch. It was right after... Uh, the Fukushima incident, and a friend of mine was on the email list, and the Michigan branch was having a special prayer circle um, to help with the aftermath, and so that was the first time I came, and it was all very new and strange to me. Mm -hmm. I had not been in a room with people chanting mantra before, and so I was a bit, um, but it, it, I do remember having my hands up in a prayer and I felt like I couldn't push kind of in like it, it just kind of felt like there was something here and so uh, yeah so I, I I I joined up there and um then I met my husband so, so that was the, that was a funny thing isn't it that was what convinced you could because it is a weird to, road to go around yeah weird road to go because it's as I said it's Christian mysticism combined with UFOs and mantra it's a yeah. weird mix, no? I mean, it's... Uh... It is, too. And I, a lot of people have kind of a aha moment. Um, yeah, yeah. Where they... But I don't. I, I feel like I just... Um, I thought it was different. And I came from a Catholic background, so it was very different from what I was used to. But I... It felt nice, I guess. And the people mm. were nice. And... I just kept coming and I, I, I remember um, like listening to the 12 blessings and I knew it was Dr. King talking, but his voice was different and I didn't understand why. And so I thought that was kind of strange um, how the prayers were structured. Sometimes I was a bit kind of confused about, but, and, and I had personally had a difficult time with the UFO aspect because oh, yeah. I, I, I believed life on other planets was probable, Yeah, yeah. but um. I guess in terms of them being cosmic beings who are spiritual and helping us, that was quite a, a jump for me. And um, and then some of the things that I really loved about Catholicism, um, I think it's like a past life thing. I've been a Catholic for many time years, and I had to kind of realize that some of the things there are that were very meaningful to me were not metaphysically correct and i had to kind of let them go and um like what well like the crucifix for example oh, um, yeah, yeah. that that's it's it's strange to say now but that was very meaningful to me 
mm-hmm. and recognizing um, what Jesus has done for us and how, how it was like remembering his sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's obviously a black magic sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel silly. The difference, the difference between a crucifix and a cross is that there's actually a picture of, there's actually a of model Jesus of Christ. On, yeah. Right. So the cross is a beautiful symbol. Okay. Having Jesus crucified on the cross and worshiping that is a, a black magic sort of, that's my understanding anyway. And, mm-hmm. and that does kind of make sense. The cross is a beautiful thing and to be, but that was difficult for me because it meant something very different to me as a, as a Catholic, but um, it does make logical sense as that's kind of the thing with the teachings is it might feel like a gap or a, a jump or a leap to to understand something but you know it does it is rooted in logic when you think about it enough yeah like the prayer mudra you know shaking your hands together is a hindu totally. practice for keeping energy in the body so yeah. if it, it makes sense to me that if the dark forces wanted to subverse the effects of prayer getting people to put their hands together is a pretty damn good way exactly yeah and and covering the heart chakra as well oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Of course. So it makes sense. That's what I didn't have an aha moment with this society either. It was just pure logic. And maybe I'd been in, maybe I'd have been on the other realms and I'd had what was one of the millions of people who said Dr. King. So I didn't have, it's just a logic that appears to me. I haven't had an aha moment or, um, so that, but then you met Julian, is that right? Yep. So, um, I met Julian, um, my husband on a pilgrimage actually. And when we got married, we moved to the New Zealand branch. Well, he was already there. I just tagged along. <laughs> and, um, then we moved. We wanted to be at a headquarters. So, excuse me. So we moved to first the London headquarters, knowing that we were just going to be there for a few years. And then we moved here to Los Angeles last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were supposed to go because COVID hit, didn't it? And you were, you were having yeah. extended stay. I think we went to London just for COVID. <laughs> mm. That's kind of what it seems like because we arrived about six months before everything kind of kicked off there. And um, and then right when really everything cleared up, we, we moved on. So we yeah. were meant to be there for about two and a half years. That was the two years was the original plan, but it ended up being about three and a half. So mm. so you've really, I mean, devoting your life to this as a staff member now and uh, as full time. Yep, full time. I, I love it. It's, I've, I've just... I want to live and breathe the Avere Society. Mm. And um, so I, there's kind of a no bad day of work sort of thing because um, I've had that previously where it, it's, I, I really feel for everybody working jobs because not everybody's job is a job of service. Yeah. And I felt that way. I mean, a lot of jobs are. And if you look at it in the right way, almost every job is. Yeah, yeah. But um I, I struggled with that because we were in COVID, so everybody's working from home. Mm-hmm. And Julian was working full-time for the Ethereum Society. And I had, I had a very good job in IT, and I loved my team. I, I, I had a good people to work with. But in terms of what the job did, I didn't feel like I was being of service. Mm-hmm. I was, um, and I was, I was teaching people to use different systems and doing the politics thing so the company could do well and then other people could do well. But it felt like a stretch to me. And it was just miserable mm-hmm. every day sitting there. Um, so I, I asked my boss, actually, if I could go to part-time so that I could spend more time helping my church. And they let me. And that was 
that was really lovely too. So, okay. yeah. Are you still doing that or you've stopped completely? No, no. I stopped that when we moved. Um, okay. When we moved, I was able to come on full time. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful. Very grateful. <laughs> so I haven't spoken to you since you got to LA. So has it lived up to expectations? Yeah, well, it's it's been, I mean, the thing is, what I have learned about the Ethereum Society is that wherever you go, you have a family and the people are just the most wonderful kind. I mean, the generosity that we experienced everywhere, it's overwhelming. Yeah. I remember a good example of it and, and how things kind of work out when you're doing something with a spiritual motive. When Julie and I first arrived in London, we got off the tube. And we were waiting for Valerie to come pick us up because we were staying with her. And as we were waiting outside the two, uh, we saw Noemi walking by and she offered to help us with their bags. And as we were talking to Noemi, waiting for Valerie, Min drove by with her car and put her heavier bags in her car. And it just like, so everybody just jumped right in to help. And it's kind of seems like that's the same vibe throughout the society other people just want to help mm. so what are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis what, what's a typical day look like every day is different uh, which is really exciting in itself but um, mostly right now what I'm working on is um, working on uh, archival projects so I make sure that everything the master has said everything other people have said that we have a digitize that we're getting everything kind of edited and cleaned oh. up so that we can get more stuff online. And so I, I spend quite a bit of time doing that and which is a great job, right? Cause you get to listen to the master all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. Cause when I joined the society, I'm like, why aren't there more teachings available? When you join a new member, you ask, you're kind of critical when you we understand everything. And I was thinking, well, why isn't it all available? And if it's so true, but it's just, there's basically not enough people to. There's not enough people and there's so much information to get yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is great. I, I think more and more stuff is becoming available and um, it, it's just because every, I feel like everything I've ever heard Dr. King say or any of the cosmic masters, you could listen to it six times and get something different out of it. It's just like rereading yeah. any of the books. It's depending on the time in your life and what you're going through. It just, you get something really helpful out of it. Yeah, that's really true. I found that I'm helping with the audio cloud project, which is the, to get all following up from what you're doing or to get it all in like a, a Spotify style, Spotify style service, a cloud where people can pay a subscription and yeah. then listen to all these, because there are what, how many 600 transmissions? It's over 600 transmissions. That's, yeah. so, that's directly from a cosmic master yeah. through Dr. King recorded. And then there's, so he did, and then he did addresses every Sunday like 20 minutes yeah. and then all the lectures and all the lectures as well <laughs> yeah so, so that's a lot of yeah and interviews we've got a lot okay. of interviews i mean right. i'm not sure if those will be on the cloud but interviews with dr king and with his close followers and um yeah there's just so much his commentary on things you yeah. know he's yeah Oh, no, but it's a joy to have it. I'm really delighted. And I'm also learning a lot from being involved, uh, reading it. Yeah. I, sh it's, I should have to pay to do it. I know. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like my consciousness rising because of, we're all exposed to these. We're all listening to podcasts. We all listen to it, watch YouTube. We get things, but 
just the quality of the teachings is so much beyond yeah elsewhere i know what you mean and i also feel like kind of the more you listen to things the more you kind of keep yourself in this higher kind of vibration Mm -hmm. the kind of stuff you see on the news just is extremely disinteresting Mm -hmm. like it's important to keep up with the world events but for me personally like the more i um got into the teachings the less like interested in politics i was Mm. i mean i like to know what's happening but the games i'm just kind of i'm just completely uninterested in yeah it's easy to not have a political political party because i mean they're all politicians Mm. so Mm. you just what happens happens and and everything else is kind of a tv show isn't it yeah but also you're reading about it and you're writing about it. I'm reading your blog articles on the Ethereum website, which should be really great. And, and what okay. I most like to hear is um, people like you know, Richard and Mark as well, spring to, names spring to mind in that they they spend a lot of time studying these. So I get Michael and Paul in, in America. Yeah. They, and then they, they make an address about something. They've made a connection between just because they're studying it and they're so... That's right, yeah. I mean, they're so really, brilliant. I love it because yeah. it just helps you look at something in a different way. Yeah. I, I, they, they're quite brilliant i agree yeah and you've so you've had insights as well about things you've been when you've been reading through and you've you felt compelled to write about i mean what what which of your articles spring to mind about well i don't know that i i have insight so much as i just regurgitate what's already there <laughs> <laughs> wow but i think my personal favorite blog um that i wrote was three nights in the afterlife that's a great um, one, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that one because I originally got an idea. I wanted to know more about the lesser known communicators through Dr. King. Right. Because there's quite a few um, names that come up that we don't hear about often. Um, Mars Sector 9, for example. I want to know more about Mars Sector 9. I mean, I want right. to know more about Mars Sector 6. I want to, but. But I, I was intrigued by these kind of lesser known communicators. Mm. And in doing a bit of research about that, I realized that there were some terrestrial communicators who came through Dr. King. Cheng Fu, um, Master Saint Guleng. Um, the three I mentioned in the in the blog were Sir Thomas Lipton, Sir James Young Simpson, and Sir Oliver Lodge. There's also Gray Fox. And I mean, there's there's quite a few terrestrial communicators that came through and I chose these three in the blog because they were, um, it was easier to find information about their past lives. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Gray Fox, you can't really Google Gray Fox. Not a lot of Is he in the stuff. Great White Brotherhood? Is that? I think he is in the Great White Brotherhood. And he would come through and he gave a lot of healing um, tips. Is he like a um, North American uh, Indian? That's mine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, and, but because he didn't live in, our industrial age. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy to find information about him. Whereas these three were quite well known. And in researching them, I could kind of see how the their life, how they lived their lives came through in the afterlife. Because um he does Sir Thomas Lipton, for example, was a boat enthusiast and he was really active in the in the American Cup in sailing. And then when he came through in a transmission to Dr. King, he was giving advice about which boat to buy. And he was comparing, because Dr. King at the time was looking at two different boats, and he was giving boating advice. And I thought, well, that's so interesting. It's something that was his passion about in his life. 
and now he's helping in the afterlife kind of with the same thing. And I think that's a trend with, with, with all people. And I think it shows that it's important how we live our lives. Right. That's the, the big skeleton in the closet for me is that, that no one gets since, and I still have trouble understanding is the, the different realms and yeah. that yeah. right here between my hands where there's another realm that when you die, I know. You go, <laughs> but it's right here, but shouldn't it be more common knowledge and shouldn't it be? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we were all as clairvoyant as we should be, we probably would have an easier time seeing it. But Dr. King explained it like a comb. You've got these combs. They take up the same amount of space, but you can interlock them and that takes up the same space. So it's the same kind of space, but they're not, they're, they're close together. And he said in one lecture, if I'm not mistaken, he said that if you would, if you could kind of see them, it would be kind of like taking a step, like a slight step up and you would kind of be able to, to see them that way. So, um, it's all very interesting, the realms. Yeah. Are you able to do astral projection or have you, do you know people who are, or have you? I'm not personally, no, no, I'm, I'm not able to. I think sometimes I wonder if, um, when I dream, sometimes maybe I'm, I'm doing something, but I, I don't know for sure. Like I've had dreams where um, I'll, I'll wake up saying the 12 blessings or something like that. And so I, I wonder, oh, maybe I was doing something on, on another realm, but I don't know for sure. I'm have just hoping. <laughs> have you ever spoken to anyone besides Dr. King who's able to do it? Or Not me. No, no, I haven't. Have you? Well, I know Nehemiah Davis, he can do it. He's a, oh, can the, he? The, oh, the, wow. Miami, the Miami branch. Yeah, yeah because he was doing mantra three years old and he grew, his father was a really? yogi. And, yeah. Oh, well, was, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just shows you what we can do in this life. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's really something, because we chose free will over freedom a long time ago. Mm. And there's no, if you give up the free will completely, if you sit in Padmasana, I mean, if you go training down the gym, you do it every day. You know, you're giving up free will in a way, aren't you? You're you're saying I impose these restrictions on myself so that I can enjoy greater freedom, be able to lift these bigger things above my head. But if you if you sit in Padmasana and cross-legged and then do these exercises, you're giving up your free will. But then you get the freedom of being able to leave the mm -hmm. body, which is greater freedom than because imagine being able to go to go and see Sir Oliver Lodge and have a cup of coffee with him on yeah. his boat now. Exactly. You know, that's freedom, baby. Yeah, it is indeed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I think that's a really good analogy you use. I guess we just have to, our practices are our spiritual weights that we just mm. need to. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was actually listening to, I Googled Sir Oliver Lodge on, on uh, YouTube, just an experiment a while ago to see if he'd come through any other communicators. And there was this medium called Leslie Flint, who, mm. who, has a recording of him as well and he i think he somehow conjured ectoplasm or something and he got the voice through um, wow yeah, that's so that's very quite, nice. yeah i'm not surprised about sir oliver lodge because he was a really spiritual man and he was very interested in life after death and talking to people who had passed on so because he he lost his son in world war one okay and after that he became really interested in and trying to communicate with them. And he, he wrote a book on spirituality. And I think it makes a lot of sense that he is kind of one of the communicators because he was so passionate about it in his life. And Dr. King had very held Sir Oliver Lodge in very high regard. He said he was 
several lives ahead of Einstein. And he was, wow. yeah, he said, I, if I'm not mistaken, what he said was, I've got the quote here, actually. He has the most intellectual forehead that he's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at a photo and that is, uh, that is an infinite forehead. Yeah. Yeah. A, a really brilliant man. And also, I think it's interesting. He was very well known in his day and not afraid to say that he believed in life after death and spirituality and mystics talking to beings on other realms because Houdini was, Harry Houdini was kind of a relative temporary to him. And he kind of made a living kind of defunking a lot of this, debunking a lot of this. And a lot of other people did as well. They, they liked to kind of show that it was a sham. And I, mm -hmm. I think it was very brave of Sir Oliver Lodge to say, no, I believe in this and I'm going to write a book about it. And given his science background as well, I think he could see how things were tied in quite closely together. Yeah. Well, it makes me feel better about my receding hairline. <laughs> greater and greater wisdom. Every lecturer is another follicle. Well, it's funny you say that because um, in the practices of Aetherius, you know about the charged water practice. Yeah. Well, in the, in, um, the practices of Aetherius, he talks about how to charge water and then rub it into your scalp. So oh, there you oh. go. And that, if you're worried about it, that's something you can do. Okay. Well, I might try that. Yeah. I heard so about some members who it grew back and I must try that. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. No, there's not anything. It does wrong. keep your head warm. I've noticed. It does keep your head warm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I like. It keeps the sun off my neck. <laughs> yeah. Where you are, you have a different problem. <laughs> Yeah, Los Angeles is a bit different, yeah. But all these, um, so these are like 19th century, um, they were alive in their last life in the 19th century. That's and, right, yeah, yeah. And, there and they're, not... they're really helpful in the Ethereum Society, like Sir Oliver Lodge and Sir James Young Simpson tried to bring Operation Prayer Power to level minus one. And that's amazing. I mean, I just think that's the most incredible thing that these... I, I think it's wonderful. It doesn't surprise me that people are trying to bring prayer power to level minus one, but that it's people we can point a picture to and yeah. kind of say, this person is doing that. It's very interesting. It certainly means we should pick up our act on the physical because yeah, yeah, they get ahead of us. Yeah, I think what it's you embarrassing. Do in this life matters in your next. And, it's embarrassing and if they get ahead realm. of us on the lower realm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, because, yeah, they, they were, we seem to forget about science in the, in the 19th century and that there was a lot of like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and those um, very respected people. Uh, mm. where there was that psychic research in London, a site center, and it was a big thing. It went hand in hand with science at that time. And somehow they've different people poo poo all of those scientists at that time. They weren't, but these are obviously brilliant men and really br real thinkers. Yeah. So yeah. what happens when we get TV? We're not thinkers anymore, right? <laughs> mm. But do you think it's been, so it was a, it's a strategy to the dark forces to deliberately push down this knowledge or it's just? I'm sure that they, the dark forces are very cleverly trying to withhold information from us or keep, keep information from us, distract us to pay attention to other things. I've, I'm sure about that. Um, and I think, that's why it's quite difficult to be on a spiritual path. You have to, because um, I think the dark forces are very clever at what they do. And I think uh, a lot of us um, can get distracted by things when we shouldn't, without meaning to. Like me, for example, I, I, I 
wrongly thought about the crucifix as something really good. So we, we're just human. We don't, none of us are perfect. But I think the more we focus on, on the higher thoughts and the teachings and just helping other people, the less and less that we, we will be affected by, the, by that. Yeah. The more no. we can protect ourselves. That's something important to this. I didn't know about the teachings is that um, also there was in the, also in the ancient Eastern teachings about this, because in the, in the West, we're obsessed with the East West mind, the left and right brain hemisphere, which kind of is another, it's obscures the truth of our, of our North South aspect. We have a higher self and a lower self and we're, mm. we're this idiot in the middle. And, but that's, that's funny, isn't it? Because if I, now I think about that, I kind of understand that that's my con conscious mind and. I'm not worried about so much about, I'm more trying to be the higher self, no? Yeah, yeah. You just, yeah, I, I think for me, um, it's not always easy to understand what your higher self is saying, but um, I feel like the more and more that we do it, the more we make the right choices, the easier it becomes. And kind of like the more you listen to your intuition, the stronger the feedback you get is and the, the more you can... Um, but, you know, we're all just still learning. Got a long way yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But another thing you wrote about on the on the uh, websites is about in your blog articles is about the animals, pets, adepts yeah. and the animals. So that's another thing on the do on the other realms is and that's actually the adepts that's helped set it up was helping the animals when they pass over. Yeah, so that that's what happened was um, an animal um, here in the American headquarters um, passed away unexpectedly and um the owner was very upset about it and mm -hmm. so dr king contacted the adepts and they not only they, they found the animal who had who had passed away and they performed some sort of auric surgery on it so that it wouldn't have to live future lives with any kind of scars or anything and out of that and i think this shows the level of the adepts they don't just fix a problem they set something up so that if that problem ever happens again there's a way to fix it and so they got they set up this animal hospital on the other realms where these volunteers come and they help perform this auric surgery for any animals who who die from any kind of violent means and um and i, I as i recall they they had over a hundred organizers because they had so many people come and volunteer to help um, do this surgery on these animals. And I, I think that's just lovely. And I think it shows too, because Dr. King was also a big fan of, of, of plants and flowers, but he didn't like cut flowers. He said he loves flowers too much to cut them. And I think just this respect for all life really kind of comes out. But mm. I think it's easy. Everybody loves animals, don't they? You yeah, know? yeah. But that's amazing that these adepts who came here to, yeah, to transmute the most evil forces had time to work. Yeah, on, to yeah, work on a in their spare time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's also Doctor. I I think about this a lot actually. Doctor King came as adept number one, and that was his mission was to transmute these dark forces, because we're so helpless. But on the side, he created Operation Prayer Power, mm. Operation Sunbeam. He performed Operation Starlight, he, the Saturn mission. He created a church. He wrote all these books. 
in, this is in his spare time. Really puts us all to shame when you work an eight-hour day and you feel mm. knackered and you got to go home and watch TV. <laughs> it is staggering. And I have more appreciation the more I listen for it because cause that's, I, there's all this these long lectures about each of the, the phases of a Saturn mission. There's a lecture about getting the boat to there to do the Saturn mission. It's not just, there's, all, there's so much information about all of these missions. So what do you say to people who, when, when you've just given off these listed off these missions but people say there's no evidence for it i mean it's just it could just be people crazy people involved in this this cult yeah yeah well i think if anybody um i think that's an easy thing to say but and and i think it's important to use your discrimination the the masters tell us it's important to use our discrimination but i think if anybody does take the time to research something properly um it does make sense. There is logic. And it, it, if I think it's not possible to read all about Operation Sunbeam, everything there is, to sit and think about it and not believe it. Mm. I think then you're just kind of fighting with yourself. But when you, I think when you read or you hear truth within you, and I think, um, I think it, it's just not possible to read these, in my opinion. And um, not believe them yeah. deep within. And also he's either the most brilliant medium or the most brilliant man because he, to make all this stuff, I mean, it's a lot more. Yeah. It's like if you did make all this stuff up, it's a lot just to keep it secret or to basically to only tell, I mean, I'd have a couple of thousand members or whatever. Yeah. But it's kind of like, yeah, I mean. You have to be impressed either way. <laughs> yeah, you have to be. It's It's. Because people get impressed when they um, when they find like a forgotten artist, and then you go into his room, and you know the story. I think there was one in L.A. actually, or some I can't remember a documentary about it. Some Soviets or some uh, some Czechoslovakian artist who went over and he was forgotten, and they did loads of amazing work. And then you get discovered after your lifetime. Uh, you're such a prolific artist, and you had this, but such a, if Dr. King had such a prolific imagination as to imagine all of this. Mm. then it's it, even that is worth a look. No, it's worth... Well, also, and if, if that was the case, surely he would have used it for monetary value if it was all fake. I mean, yeah. why, would you, why would you live a whole life in, in a lie if yeah. you're not getting anything from it? Um, so it's harder to believe like that because you would want other people to... And if you come up with all this stuff, you'd want... The the mind that comes up with that wants recognition. Wants That's to... right. Yeah, and and he said many times that he could have been really rich and famous, but what he had to say wasn't popular because mm -hmm. he was saying the truth. And I think I think that's really evident, really. But he was on TV. I mean, he was he has seen millions oh, yeah. of people. He did so much interviews and publicity, and 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 people were not kind to him, and <laughs> I think he handled it all exceptionally well calm brilliant mm. knowledgeable even when there were kind of people trying to egg him on yeah know. I but i listened the other oh sorry go ahead no go you please well you were talking about how he he kind of his whole life was like this and i i was listening to a mental transmission the other day that he gave um or that he received about a year before he passed, and it really struck me how um, how his voice sounded. He sounded unwell, and he he was, I think, recovering from surgery. So it was fair enough, 
But I just thought it, it, I thought about that exact thing at the time, like how real it is, because he's recovering. He's not a 40 year old fit man. He's, he's in his late seventies recovering from surgery. He sounds poorly, but he's taking a mental transmission. He's, he, he just never stopped this kind of work that he does. It was really impressive. It was very inspiring to hear. That's why I think also the audio cloud is, is such an important project because someone that comes to the new to the society, maybe they drift in and drift out. They get, you, you dive in and you look at the headlines as you see on the website, Jesus, UFO. Maybe you get turned off, but if you, it's not now, if, if you can just go in and access all these teachings and they're all kind of grouped together and there's more research function, you could, you, you start to, and you, if you're able to discern and the truth resonates, then it's much easier to just, you can get sucked in and get away from the pools of the, of the materialist, the communications. Yeah. You can dive right in and it's, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I feel like when the cloud is launched, we're all going to sit at home. For weeks just listening to all this <laughs> like nothing's gonna get done <laughs> also because um i was actually messaging um ashima about an article again trying to get an article in um there's this australian magazine called um uh, new dawn and i was i read that sometimes and i've read other occult books like um, gary lachman and things like that and there's just nowhere in any of these occult things is there a mention of the society. It's not in, it's not known by the occults. And so I think you need, we need to get it known by the occult before you can get it into the mainstream. Like people, if people in the know are not knowing about it, people that's are right. Yeah. That's part of spreading the teachings. And I think that's a good point because, um, um, because we're so small, it's easy to not take us seriously. Um, whereas theosophy, for example, is very well known. Yeah. Christianism is very well known. Um, Gnostics. Gnostics. Yeah, that's right. The self-realization fellowship. And we, we are on par with these and because every, everybody has a different path and it's not, um, it doesn't have to be the Ethereum society, although I think it's the best way. Um, (laughs) But I think because we're small, we're not taken in the same step as these. And, and that's a shame. But I think that will change. And I, it will change. It has to change. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I just think you get one of these passionate people who are writing all these articles. Mm-hmm. And if one of them is a, just broadcasting all the time, if they can, because they know all the cross-references for all the other occult um, stuff, because it's like everything. You have to talk their language. If you're going to be yeah. a botanist, if you want to get your theories about the clover leaf, you know what you need to be. You need to have gone to the University of Botany and be able to talk their language. And I think also to get into the occult world, they need. I mean, was it in the past? Did did was this when Dr. King was alive? Was it much more known, or was it? Well, the, uh, Dr. King says that millions of people have heard about the Theory Society, and um, and I think that's probably equally true today with online worlds we so many people can access either something from us or something um, about dr king elsewhere or something about especially with ufos so prevalent we're the oldest um ufo international ufo organization in the world and so i think millions of people have heard about the theory society i think it's just i think it's more just about reaching people in a way that catches their attention and makes them kind of 
realize that there there is an inner prompting to have a spiritual life instead mm -hmm. of it, it's so easy to get distracted with um and not distracted in like a negative way but have our focus like be on our family or on our career or perhaps we have poor health and we need to focus on that or we have a favorite sports team that takes up our life the, these things are important to people and spirituality i think isn't always top of the list in fact very frequently it isn't the top of the list and unfortunately kind of organized religion has a negative connotation in a lot of places now and so when you say spirituality a lot of people think airy fairy kind of hippies um but it's much more profound than that and uh, i i think it's it's not always easy to have people recognize that with everything that we have going on in our day-to-day -day lives yeah yeah it's just wondering how to what that connection is because i know mm -hmm. like just just example i just told you i come back from the doctor with my uh my child who mm -hmm. went for homeopathy and um we go to you go to get diagnosis from the local doctor and then you can call up a homeopathic doctor in napoli who's a specialist pediatrician so you don't tell him you're not taking the medicine that he he yeah he's very strong steroids for a six-month-old baby not not a good idea so but then so you come back you're driving back and we call uh, my girlfriend's sister and say because he, he oh, sorry he's he's really improved on the homeopathic medicine like a dramatic good. improvement yeah he said it was right. a hospital case and then it's really improved just from these medicines so you know, really so scary I'm glad he's getting better yeah he is but we were really convinced now because yeah. we see it's really worked so we say calling up a my girlfriend's calling up her sister on the way back and saying, Why don't you try it? Because you're given all these she's really into the Western medicine. So why not why don't you try it? Because this homeopathy at the very least you think it's a sugar pill. Yeah. Yes. But she was worried. Well, she said, Well, there may be some side effects. You know, has it been hasn't been researched? And I mean the side effects to the steroids and and the 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 antibiotics are pretty clear. You just gotta go one Google. One Google yeah. search will tell you there are some side effects. Um, I think sometimes, like, it's it's a bit too easy. Like, I remember um, reading about, uh, I mentioned the charged water practice. Mm. I, a lot of people suffer from anxiety these days. Mm. And um, there's a lot to be anxious about. I get it. But it, the charged water practice can help with um, anxiety. And I had somebody in my life one time who... Um, was on anti-anxiety medication and they wanted to get off. And I suggested the charged water practice. I, I'm not a doctor, but that's something that they say can help. And all you're doing is drinking water. You charge the water, you drink it. And I think for this person, it was kind of too easy of a solution. Mm. Oh, well, I just put the water in the sun for however long and then drink it. That's a bit too easy. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. But And it's, the Native Americans kind of, always thought that if there was something in nature that was bad for you, the cure was kind of something nearby. So I don't think it's unreasonable to think that we can be helped in an easy way without kind of... I, absolutely, I think if you need to see a doctor and, and see treated with Western medication or whatever, there's absolutely a place for that. And I, people need to kind of look after themselves in the way they feel right. But I think... Sometimes the easy way is the right way. Mm. Not always.
But you just wonder how you can, because obviously we're in, we're, we're, we're fully paid up, but we bought and sold. Uh, we're, um, we've been inducted now. We're, we're completely convinced. So probably some people might watch this, probably they're not got this far in the video, but unless they agree, <laughs> but, um, for better or for worse. So, cause I have this, I have this, uh, transmission behind me. I put it on the wall here framed. This is the AUM transmission, which was uh -huh. a very, a very early communicator. And I can't, I can't remember. It says you give your, or you, I've got to get it. <laughs> I'm trying to know whereabouts it is though. Um, he says, I give you all your Christmases at once. There's somewhere in there about it. If I could open your mind, I could fully convince you to do this. Am I allowed to read part of it or is it? Well, you are. I don't know where, I don't know where it says that most part they should, uh, You've reminded me of the Jupiterians who, um, I think Mark wrote a blog about this, about how they, they just say rise. So it's, it's kind of like the most common word that they say, like, just kind of get out of your own way and, and rise up. And it's, it sounds like, um, what you're looking for is kind of them talking about if you could just see how easy it is to, yeah. yeah. What does he say? Just it. I have spoken in your tongue so that you may understand. I have spoken clearly so you may know. I have spoken deeply so that ye may act. Not only will you be mounting the chariot to your own salvation by the chant of the mighty AUM, but your families will rejoice and your ancestors will rejoice, no matter what plane they have their, their, their present resident upon. For this is the verily the gateway to wisdom, bliss, knowledge, circum, circum, circumstantial mastery and all. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. It just says, chant the AUM as many times more as you can per day and you will heal all. Chant the AUM as many times more again in you, as you can per day and you will destroy your karma and cast it from you like a dirty, worn-out robe. Not only will your hands as, be as though covered with the oil of embalming to take away the, the pains of others, but you will know what you are. It's another example of it being so simple, no? So simple, yeah. You just, it's, yeah. And I, and, and learning about the mantras as well, they, they change your environment around you. They change you. They, it's, it is quite, quite amazing. These spiritual practices, how potent and powerful they are. Yes, but how simple if we just make time for them. Yeah, just the sound. And if we are all vibration yeah. and other mantras can supplement it, but none can take its place. And which you and I, in 25,000 years of experience, know that no other mantra but the repetition of the holiest and most sacred of all is really necessary. I give you then, yeah, you am my little children. And in giving you this, I give you the finest Christmas present you have ever had or can ever have in this or the 59 dimensions above this. Only on the 60th dimension can you have anything to take its place. Wow. Well, that's another question. What happens on the 60th dimension? What is the 60th dimension? Like every time you learn something, you've got like six more questions, right? <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't remember where he says it. It's, I can't find that right exact quote, but he says something about, um, would that I, I could make you understand this. You would, you would sit down and starve, and die, and then do you try? Well, that's you know. what they say about the uh, practice of the presence as well is 
if you have to choose between eating and doing the practice of the presence, you should you choose the practice of the presence. Yeah. Yeah. And that if, if, if I could just open your brain, that's what, that was what I was trying to say is that. Yeah. It's just, if, if, he, if I could find the right quote, but anyway, if you, if I could just open your brain and convince you of this one thing, you would transform. And that's what I'm saying. I'd like to say to people about the Ethereum society. I've tried to say that to you. my girlfriend's not in it and she lives with me. So I'm not very good at convincing people, but if I could just, <laughs> and I've tried to, people have these like homeopathy, they have these mental barriers because it's not part of their, you can't, someone they said you can't, f no, I think the master said you can't fill up a full glass. So once it's full, you can't. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Can't anymore. But I, I told one friend and he, for his example, and he said that, um, he was listening to, I make him blatant listen to the lecture and he said that, uh, um, my baby there, he said that, um, drug, I, it's, the master said that drug addicts go to the other realms and they, they go to the lowest realms because mm -hmm. of their, the way Vibration. they behave. Yeah. And because they've damaged their aura. It's, uh, someone said to me that another psychic, that when you, if you do a lot of drugs, sometimes you can blow a hole in the top of your aura. So the. Oh yes, really? Yes, come in, mm -hmm. yeah. Which sounds logical, but um, but then he, my friend was turned off the society and every, all of the teachings. You know, it's like put all of it away just because of what the king said about that. Just because he didn't didn't believe that a true loving teacher would say something like that. That. Yeah, well, this is what Dr. King was saying that what he had to say wasn't popular, but that doesn't make it not true. Yeah, yeah. and and, and it is difficult because. All of us and I, we wouldn't be here if we weren't making bad decisions for many lives. Mm. And I, I think that's where we can really learn a lot of compassion. We're all, we're all in this together. We all, we're a giant group soul of people on the mother earth. And the, none of us are, we're all very imperfect and different in a variety of ways at a variety of different levels. But Dr. King showing compassion to animals should show us that we can show compassion to other people. And um, it, we're, it is difficult, some of the teachings. And as I mentioned earlier, some of them were really difficult for me to get through as well. But, um, but it, it, it's easy and to read something you disagree with and then dismiss it and, and put it away and go back to what you were doing before. It's harder to recognize a barrier and try to get through it and it, it is easier to take the the road more traveled yeah. and just continue not living your life for service or um, being distracted by premier league i say that because <laughs> i walk in every day and paul talks about football but paul's an excellent spiritual warrior <laughs> The healthy level of excitement about football. <laughs> but you could take the Englishman out of England, but you can't. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's my friend was quite discerning about it. And he's, he, you know, because there are many teachers who, he's, like you say, they preaching love and, yeah. you know, that this is the right way. It's because yeah. it's easy to give, tell people what they want to hear. It's hard to say damage your aura. Your aura is a physical thing. Yeah. You can't, yeah. you can damage it and you then you're going to be disfigured on the next slide. I think people think that about ashrams. Like you go, you live in it, people live in an ashram and it's this, this lovely place to be. But Dr. King, it's hard work. And you, there's the, 
the story of the student who comes to the master and he asks to be a student and the master takes his head and dunks it in, in a tub of That's water. A you heard this one. I mean, that doesn't seem very compassionate, does it? But, mm. you know, if anything, it's clear that with our lives of living, making the same bad decisions, we need to learn tough lessons. And a kindness and compassion isn't always going to sink through to us. That's that's what, you know, so that's why sometimes things have to hurt for us to learn a lesson because we're just apparently awfully thick and can't get it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're on all on auto repeat making. I can make. I, right. I've learned my. I've learned from my mistakes, and I can repeat them perfectly. Yeah, yeah, me too. Exactly. But that's something from another great post of yours is about spiritual determination, and that's really. It's very comforting. I I really, I mean, especially for me, the words of the Master Jesus, "I'll never leave you," and like I believe that because it's been two thousand years, He hasn't left us, and I think. One of the most powerful practices that we've ever been given, in, for me, um, in terms of getting over ourselves is, um, and our lower selves, is the mass. Dr. King talks about personal prayer. And um, the most important thing that you can do when you have this personal prayer is, is honesty, but then act upon where you kind of see your failings. And, All right, yeah. and I, it's one thing to recognize, like, I know one of my fault, I am not a patient person. And that's a big, <laughs> I, I, I just don't have that. I'm working on it, but I don't have it. And it's one thing to recognize that. It's another thing to kind of actively work on it because how do I work on patience? I'm not like more patient like that. I have to think of ways to actually mm. make something better or easier and it's really hard <laughs> yeah. it's really hard to work on yourself yeah i've noticed that with going back to that the higher self and the lower self i've noticed that since i've been reading the teachings about because you say you say when is you could say when is the thought from a higher self and when is it from my yeah. lower self or conscious mind when how when do i know yeah I'm, how do you know I'm, yeah how do you know and i'm trying to watch that and i notice that many things from my lower mind when I'm tired it's craving or I have to do this or those it's not a nice feeling yeah that's what I'm trying to learn I find that too like especially in winter coming out in the evenings here to the church for a service of operation prayer power it's cold and I'm sitting at home under a blanket with my cat on my lap and <laughs> I've got a cup of tea and maybe you live in me. LA what are you yeah. I'm not getting. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you're used to. It's cold right now. <laughs> and uh, and I don't want to go. I'm I'm happy doing what I'm doing. There's maybe there's something I want to watch on TV or I, I kind of want to read this book and mm. it's um but every time you move the cat off your lap and get up and go out or every time you kind of recognize as you were saying that a thought is or is a lower self kind of thing every time you do it it's easier you're making yeah, yeah. the water's going through this stream and it's getting deeper and more sure yeah i've noticed the lower self wants to go it wants a distraction you must watch that netflix or must watch that read that mm -hmm. book or i need some candy or an alcohol 
or, yeah. or something to do. I'm too tired to do my practices. Yeah. That's I just want to sleep in a bit longer. Yeah. yeah. And and the voice you've got a good gives you a good reason. Or or mm. or you're sitting down, you've said you're gonna do that hours practice and then you're the the important reason. Oh, I forgot yeah. I gotta do my laundry. I've gotta get Which laundry. It's important, done. gotta be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but going back to Jesus, you know, that's like we pray for pray a lot. We pray a lot for Jesus in the society, and and it's not something you get from the other from the mainstream religions as much yeah. of I think. And and if they believe just Jesus is the master, but where is he now? I mean, it stands it's more like logical that if you believe in him, he's still alive somewhere. He's yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, where? where? Yeah, <laughs> and I. Yeah. It's interesting too, because he says, where two of you are gather in my name, truly, truly, there shall I be. And if we're doing that all around the world, where is he? But it's it's obviously the essence of him is there. But I, I, I think it's so amazing that these cosmic masters, the way they help us, um, you take one, one step towards the gods and they'll take two steps towards you. And I, I really believe that. Like, I really believe that when you have, when you're trying your best and when you have a spiritual motive, some things do just kind of work out. And how that works out um, isn't always easy to see. I, I have an example of it in my, my, my personal life. Um, we were talking earlier about how we move different countries. And it's a stressful thing to move. Um, it's it's um, more stressful to move countries. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the biggest stressors for me was where are we going to live? Because we were moving with our cat. Yeah, and I didn't want her to be have to be in a kennel. I want where are we going to land where we can all kind of have a safe space right away. And each time that we moved... Um, because I think because we were moving with the motive of helping the Ethereum society and progressing our own spiritual on our own spiritual path, um, that biggest concern for me worked out every single time. Mm. And it's not to say that the move wasn't difficult or anything like that, but it kind of really lifted a lot of stress off, just having that big thing kind of sorted out for me. And that was an example for me of how they help us. We're not left alone. So it's easier to have this kind of faith and resilience to, to keep on the path. Well, you've certainly, because we're all, we're all wondering if we're doing the right thing. I mean, if we should, if we should move to a center near to be near a center, or if we, even if we're not in the Ethereum Society, we're all looking for the meaning of life or the mission. Yeah. Well, am, I, am I doing the right thing? And I really envy you in that respect. You've you've gone full blast and you've you've you're not gonna when you do ask yourself in the halls of Saturn or whatever, you know, the, the ultimate question, what well, you know, you I think you've done well. Well, I can do a lot better. <laughs> I can definitely do a lot better. Yeah, but um, you it's, an, it's the... an ongoing struggle. We, yeah. We're everybody's on this path, and we we all have obviously none of us are ascended yet. We've got a long way to go. Mm. But uh, yeah, every day if we can just try to get something right, I guess we're moving along. What would you do if you met an ascended master? What would you say to them? Or would you ask them? What would I say? Well, if I could meet anybody, as somebody asked recently, if you could meet anybody in the Ethereum Society, who would you meet? And I would meet Dr. George King. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, I think if I were to say anything to a cosmic master, I would say thank you. Um, I would want to 
because I know the ways that they help us is that we know of are amazing. And I know they do more than what we know of. And so I, I think I would, I would just want to show appreciation for them, really. If I had help? one interaction with them, that's, that's okay. what I would want to do. Because you, you would want to ask alongside, like, how can I make the most difference? You know, what? Yeah. Because like Dr. King said, if he was, you could go to university and you could study to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, sorry. You could stay at home and look after an elderly relative. And I'm paraphrasing. I don't think I actually yeah. said this. You could look after your cat or your dog or one person with love and care. Or you could, you, know, you could go to university and you could be a doctor. Mm -hmm. You could help, help many people. Or, or you could go to university and study to become a uh, uh, to make medicines or to come up yeah. with a new treatment, which could treat right. millions yeah. of people. So, or you could, if, 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 if the problem, if the, all the problems of materialist society could be solved through spiritual motives. Yeah. Well, I remember reading one time that the mass, Dr. King said, um, somebody asked him, what's the best thing to do during a spiritual push? Right. Yeah. And he said, um, that he thought the best thing to do for during a spiritual push is to practice the 12 blessings. And I think this is a really good one because um, he said it early, early on in the Ethereum Society. Like all day? I mean, all day, every day? Or? Well, as much as possible. Like that's, that's a way that no matter where you are, no matter how much time you have, you can find 10 or 15 minutes and you can make a real difference in the world. You won't see how you're like similar if you became a doctor and you create this wonderful, you can see the, the benefit it, that it would have in the world. But if you perform the 12 blessings, you don't necessarily see how you've helped, but you might be helping more. And mm. that act of faith, I think is important as well. One day we'll find out the good we've done, but it's, it's kind of a sacrifice now mm. that we don't have that immediate gratification of, oh, that's Jack, I've helped him. Yeah. And I, I think... I, I think that was, if if we can do nothing else, saying the twelve blessings is, I think, far more powerful than 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 we give it credit for, or at least certainly probably that I I do. Yeah, but maybe even better than reading the twelve blessings is is, is holding a is reading doing holding a service online. That's right. Yeah. And then so hundred people can join exactly. In with you. Yeah. Well, the online services are so great because we get like a hundred people all the time. Well, not yeah. all the time, but you know what I mean, like. It's wonderful to see, I mean, I think Darren is the one who created 12blessings.org and like what an amazing thing he's done there. Yeah, so that's Bringing like he, hundreds that's, of people together. So maybe that's better than him doing the 12 blessings during a spiritual push. Yep, fair point. Yeah. Yeah. So an OPP is the uh, Operation Prayer Power is the, has been incorporated now into the cosmic plan that and if you're not participating Incredible. in that, you won't advance beyond a certain level. That's right. Yeah. Interestingly, I was just reading that transmission the other day. And um, what I thought was interesting about that is the master Ethereum said, I have decided to accept it into the cosmic plan. Oh, he said and that. I thought, well, that's very interesting because who does, who's the master Ethereum then? If he can know, decide, yeah. it's, it's all very interesting. Yeah. Because <laughs> Mars Sector 6, he was a, he was a Lord, Lord of, of Karma. Karma. Yeah. But he was made one during the, in the... That's right. He was made one during the Master's Day. But the Master Therius is very interesting because he's um, the um, the people who are on the... Um, oh, I'm getting it mixed up now with the parliaments of religion. <laughs> We're parliaments of religion. But he's a self-appointed um, person on internet, on the inter 
planetary parliament. Planetary parliament, yeah. And we know that the prefix of Saturn's appoint people to um, interplanetary parliament. So he says, I'm self-appointed. Note that, self-appointed. And so does that mean, and I don't know, but does that mean he's an aspect of a prefect of Saturn? Wow. And um, I don't know, but it's all very interesting how it all kind of, and then even if he isn't, like we, obviously he's this amazingly great being and he then took the time to come through Dr. King and give us these so easy to understand teachings and explaining it in really just a simple way. And and these practices that he, that the master theorists gave us, it's, it just shows really, this is kind of what they mean. They take two steps towards us. Yeah. All we have to do is pick something up and read it. Right. Yeah. That's a long way. I mean, he came a lot more than two steps all the way, but it yeah. was probably an aspect of him. I mean, he was probably doing 101 other things as well. He's... Exactly. <laughs> Cause he was, um, he was like the Jesus to Venus. Now he was a, he was yeah, a cosmic I master mean, to the masters. I, Richard Lawrence actually gave a very good address um, several years ago. And he was saying to know more about who our master is, we can try to understand who his master was. Yeah. <laughs> and he but talked it, a lot about the master theories. And um, I remember at the time I was in Michigan when this address came out and I was helping out in the temple. And I was, I was doing something with the plants and Dave Capraro came in because he was preparing for the next day's service. And he started playing this. He was listening through the address, listening to it before he played it to the congregation. And I was sitting, I was doing some work in the temple at the time. And I, at some point I kind of just stopped working and I was just sitting there listening. And afterwards Dave came out and saw me and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to be doing this work. And he, I, he couldn't help but laugh at me. But it is an interesting topic, you know, who our master really was, mm. who his master really was. I think who our master really was is my favorite topic. I would love a, to, yeah. Because if he was the star pupil of an aspect of a lord, a supreme lord. And he has been for a long time, yeah. He says that as well. He says that as well and always has been, yeah. For many lives. So then he's much more than just a Martian. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think also he says, um, oh, he says it took you an awful lot of karmic manipulation yeah, to get yeah. you the man, Miss George King. Yeah. So who, he took on, who took on the karma for that then? Like, I know. Master yeah. Or... Who knows? Yeah. And, and just looking at the way the Gotham masters, how they feel about our master, it's, you know, mm. It's very moving, I think. Yeah. Because um, there must not be many people like Dr. Because they're like, you wonder how much the Jedi are based on. That yeah. Because like, yeah. they're, they're, they're the, the greatest warriors, but they're capable of keeping the peace. They yeah. Go in, they go to extremes not to, to fight. Mm, indeed. Yeah. It's like once you're a master of something, you're like, was it Shivananda was a master of hypnosis, so he doesn't do it. He never. Or was it Vivekananda? And, yeah. Yeah. Once you have a skill, you reject it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. you've mastered it, so you don't d use it. So yeah, imagine yeah. being a master of war, and then not is to preserve peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. 
that's really food for thought. That's, mm, I agree. I feel like we can't top that. So no, <laughs> unless you have any other. No, that's so, us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so interesting to chat to you about because I live in the south of Italy. I don't have people to chat to about these things. So I really like to talk about them because it helps to raise my consciousness out of it. To, yeah, me too. To, to imagine what the world is. To imagine, like, if we have to change the world in fifty years, yeah, like another yeah. world, Jim. They got the teachings, yeah. like, so, so, what does that world look like? You know, what I mean, what are we aiming for? You know, we what what we're not all watching Netflix in the evening. We're not. What does it look like to live on Saturn or Venus or on Mars? Yeah. What does a day to day look like? You know, what so if we know that, we can aim for that. That's right. Yeah, it, it is interesting. And then also to think about like one of the things that stood out to me about. The master, like, um, they they have a sense of humor still. So I'm sure they give service all the time, but they have fun with it. Yeah. And I think that is that is really important. It was, um, I, I, Brian Kniebe actually said something recently about that um, in an address. He was talking about how um, Dr. King thought it was important to work hard, but also to have fun while doing it. And I think that's, we, we, we won't know what it looks like to kind of be mm. a cosmic master, but we can take some of their qualities and try to bring them into our lives. Mm. And Brian certainly does that. In fact, last night, he, um, we were at Operation Prayer Power and I was the timekeeper. So I was counting the number of people who were in the room. And I got over to the side where Brian was and, and he started saying four, 12. Ruby, right now it was fine i i did another count and it was it was a funny sort of thing but it is important we're at operation prayer power it's a serious thing but we love to do it so it's mm. it's good to be good natured about it and so i i want to know what it's like to live on mars because we yeah. can see mars but obviously it's very different but at least we can kind of understand their qualities and try to bring that bring that to us yeah because they're looking at us. I mean, we're the bad boy of the. Yeah. The, they're not this many misbehaving planets. Misbehaving worms. Well, there are not many planets in this solar system, and they're all very highly evolved and yeah. so evolved we can't see them. Yeah. And, you know, what they must be thinking of us. I mean, but if we know what they look like, I mean, there's life on the planets, their book, but it doesn't. Maybe if there was more fiction, if there was more fiction about it or more day to day. Yeah, well, you know, Dr. King, he did say that he thought it was good to kind of read um, sci-fi things and watch because oh, yeah. it kind of opens your, it kind of can give you better visualization about it. If I'm, if I'm paraphrasing here, obviously, but to kind of, it gets your kind of visualization going of what is possible. Right. And you want to do that in like a real positive way, obviously. You don't want to watch a bunch of stuff about wars and stuff. But um, but it is, he, he did recommend kind of using your imagination in, in that kind of way to see what is possible. Like reading about, um, I've, I've never heard the transmissions about the Gotham mission, but the way that it gets described when you read about it in the newsletters, it's just amazing. Like, you know, what is possible it, yeah. it really is amazing beyond science fiction yeah and and also like the heather angel story have you read that one uh i haven't no is it a cat oh, it's a good know. little booklet i recommend it because heather angel is uh is a uh is a cosmic being who kind of 
helped the help the adepts and she in her original form was i guess more cat-like but she took on a, a human form for a while and she i recommend the heather angel okay. story it's, it's it's on the website it's a very good one okay yeah but th that was that was a good one i thought to kind of help our imagination a bit as well yeah because it's kind of all the elephant in the room if you look at the top series on netflix so it's all it's it's sci-fi it's it's ghosts it's the paranormal it's yeah. x-files yeah. it's people having superpowers energies coming from the palms of their hands yeah yeah flying. well like dr dr strange right in the marvel world so it's yeah. just they're all kind of <laughs> yeah so somehow our our consciousness is you know because it's in the uh, mind belt it's in the mind belt yeah like jesus way back when he couldn't or the first time around he couldn't uh go on about ufos and yeah living on other worlds when when people can't even leave the ground yet so yeah well even like what how ufos are described in the bible mm, floating it's, clouds it's, and... yeah clouds yeah it's 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 difficult to kind of say spacecraft when there's nothing mm. like that in your vocabulary stars moving through the sky stopping over stars moving something. yeah yeah we know stars don't move yeah. <laughs> that would be really bad if they did <laughs> yeah <laughs> shooting stars but then couldn't really yeah, it's all hiding in plain sight and it's all, I think it's all working to, because you try and understand like what the Great White Brotherhood of these spiritual masters, what plan they're doing. And I I try and be positive and think that even like the technological advances, even though they, they cause a lot of hardship for people and that, but, and then they're playing into the hands of the dark forces and, but it's still raising people's consciousness, no, in a way, getting them into airplanes. Yeah. And and all this, we, if we all had to be going around looking for wood tonight to heat our houses, we there's no way we we can advance. We've got to be able to. On the other worlds, we have to build fantastic things, and mm. so we do need people like Elon Musk, whoever, to go into space. We are, we do have to. So I'm kind of more accepting of the materialistic because I somehow think that the Great White Brotherhood might be uh, is part of the plan to go for us to develop. Obviously, we should be doing it and more. Yeah, and they, they, they lifted, and before we went, they originally said we couldn't go to the moon, and then they lifted that ban. So it is important for us to explore. And I think it's really interesting that so many astronauts talk about UFOs. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's really unfortunate that you have kind of Star Trek and Star Wars, but most of the time in movies and in entertainment, aliens are baddies and they're they're coming here to take us over like how mm. many movies are there about aliens coming to earth to take us over i mean really what obvious think, what do you think about because because in the mainstream now is um or in the alternative mainstream say with the ufos is reptilians or it's um andromeda i mean no one talks about the planets near us what's your experience of that and what Dr. King well i think i mean I feel like it's a case of if I don't see it, I don't believe it. We know there's life in this solar system. Why wouldn't there be? It's teeming but with life, yeah. It's teeming, but just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And um, I think I think we'll get there. I think people are starting to kind of, I think even science is kind of coming on board that there's mm. things around us that we can't see. Dark matter, and, dark energy, yeah. Exactly. And we know we can only see a certain amount of light on the light spectrum. So mm. clearly there's lots that we can't see and the fact that some people have visions other people don't we have a, a camera that can take a picture of your aura but you can't mm. see it with your eyes so obviously there's things that are i think science is kind of catching up to that but maybe so, there's gonna it's gonna cleave a bit of society and everything because 
some are yeah. going to go up and some are going to go down yeah maybe so, but you just wish everyone would just go up rise like the Jupiterians yeah. <laughs> say yeah yeah rise <laughs> it's not easy though <laughs> no no i should definitely rise every day me too i i struggle every day with it too yeah well, yeah but you have excuses because you're in the center and surrounded by love and light so I am surrounded by a lot of light and I could do a lot better. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I think we'll wrap that up then. Yeah, great. Thanks so much, Jack. This has been a lot of fun. All right. It was a real pleasure. Thanks, Lisa. Cheers, Jack. Bye-bye. Oh, do you want to give me a quick tour of the... uh, Oh, yeah. I'm just going to unplug here. So my voice will change because I'm unplugging. Okay. Can you hear me still? Yeah, okay. Well, this is the... Uh, oh, you're right in the church. in the Yeah, right, right in the temple. Temple, yeah. So we've got behind me here, we've got Buddha, Babaji, and Jesus. And then we've got our shrine for the master over here. Okay. Oh, it's a glare. Let me try to get the glare oh, I off. See it. No, I, I see the ma- Oh, yeah, I see the master up there, yeah. Yeah. And then What's this, that underneath? What's the photo underneath? Oh, this is a picture. We had this up for Lizelle's memorial. Ah, uh, that changes regularly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we've got the uh, shrine for the adepts here. Oh, wow. And then we've got some nice windows. That's a master's house. Okay. And uh, then we've got some more... I'll show you these in the back here. So this is the temple that you don't know. It's so small. Yeah. You imagine it being so much bigger. uh... (laughs) So we've got the sun, the galaxy, and the earth on Mm -hmm. this wall. And then a member made this. um, I think it's a beautiful wood carving. Mm. Oh, it's this way. There you go. What does it say? Stand. Choose well, stand fast, know God. And then our camera. <laughs> okay. And then we've got um, an award given to Dr. King. It says, to our beloved master, in recognition and appreciation of your supreme effort and sacrifice in the spiritual mission Operation Sunbeam mm-hmm. and in advancing it to the super colossal state it has now attained as God's magic, we, the members of the Ethereum Society in America and Canada, salute, honor, and humbly thank you. Wow. He's got uh, 25 years of spiritual service plaque for the master. Hmm. And this is another one of his gifts. Um, This is from the devoted staff members and loyal members throughout the world. And this is a picture of the master. It says, our bells hold and you appeared. Thank you for staying with us these 75 years. And this is a um, presented to Dr. George King, founder president of the Ethereum Society, with deepest gratitude for the mystical initiation we received during the performance of Operation Carmelite transmission tapes. Mm. And that was a gift. And then we've got all of our spiritual monuments over here. Okay. Oh. And then we've got a, the similar one you got right behind you. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, thanks so much, Jack. I really appreciated this. No worries. It's been great. Thanks so much. I hope we can chat again in the future when you've got yeah. some more, when you've written your first book and you need to. Okay. Yeah, sure. It. 
<laughs> be waiting a long time, but it sounds good. <laughs> well, with, Thanks, all, with so much truth, I don't think you see how you can fail to be inspired. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye.